Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it is the History Box! And it's the second part of our uh, deep dive into the life and career of uh, Zippy from Rainbow. Um, we did a bit of an introduction and overview, a backstory, uh, what do you call them? Um, an origin story of uh, Zippy in the last episode. Uh, we've got, oh, I can hear you playing the YouTube video in the background there. There's yeah. a, a great YouTube video called Zippy being an asshole for five minutes. Um which we were going to go into, but then we discovered that there's a great episode of Rainbow um, where poor Zippy is confined to bed with the measles. Um, so we're going to kind of uh, work our way through that because there's a lot to talk about. Um, there's a lot to unpack, isn't there, in this yeah. particular episode? And, and what I think what we're trying to do is get to the root of some of a character that I truly to believe, believe to be one of the mm. most complex... Mm. troubling but engaging and richly textured characters in the history of British television yeah you know if you look at Zippy he's full of contradictions Mm. his behaviour is very often surprising Um, he's got a sort of there's a push and pull between the two different sides of him Mm. one that I think is quite loving and caring and just wants love and needs attachment needs attachment needs um, validation. validation yeah he does but on the other hand he's got this sort of massive ego and this bravado do you know yeah. what I mean and this need to sort of be the big dog in any situation and very often what that does is it drives away the very things that he so desires and you'll never see that painted more vividly vividly than in this episode if he's got the measles I mean, one of the, in recent years, one of the characters on TV that, that's kind of been described... What did you describe him as? One of the most, well, textured and... Uh, Richly textured and nuanced yeah, that, characters, yeah. yeah. David Brent, a lot of people yeah. describe mm. in that way. But I think Zippy, there's the, the Brent uh, squared, almost. There's so much more going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, Zippy. Brent was like, obviously... Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant had been watching Rainbow, looked at Zippy. And what they'd done is they'd sort of unpacked that character and thought, how can we do a more sort of slightly more superficial rendition of the Zippy template? Mm. 
to make it more palatable to a mass audience. Yeah. Because remember, Zippy was reasonably niche. It was aimed just at mainly kids in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Gervais was going for a bigger audience. So could Gervais have got away with painting someone with the the full complexities of Zippy? I'm not sure. I think unlikely. So, you know, Zippy would never do that dance for the cheap laugh. No. No, of course not. So Martin Freeman's character would probably be Bungle. And uh, the, the Gareth character, that would be George, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't Jeffrey know who Jeffrey is. Maybe Jeffrey is, um, what's the name on reception? Yeah, it could be. Dawn, wasn't it? Mm. Or yeah. Finchie, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Um, so, Zippy's Got the Measles, this episode's called. It's on It's on YouTube. Uh, and it begins with Zippy confined to bed. And he's all, woe is me. He's covered in red spots. He doesn't want. He, he addresses the camera at the beginning, but he doesn't want the, the breaks viewers, the fourth wall. Breaks, breaks the fourth, the fourth wall. wall. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, I think Gary Shandling was doing the same around this time as well with the the It's Gary Shandling show, which nobody had done I, for I, a long time. I think Zippy came first, actually. But yeah, oh, obviously, yeah. If Shandling, if he was alive today, he might dispute it. Not Zippy, yeah. who I think is alive and in one of those um, Royal Variety Club retirement homes with Richard O'Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. But Gary Shandling, yeah. what's his name, is unfortunately dead. I think Shandling appeared on the Bob Monkhouse show as a guest in the early 80s. I imagine that's where he saw Zippy break the fourth wall and yeah. decided to go for the uh, the same technique on the It's Gary Shandling show. Uh, so Zippy is uh, he's trying to cover up his face. He doesn't want to be seen. He's very embarrassed about his spots. He's feeling sorry for himself. And in comes Jeffrey. Um, well, maybe play the little bit when Jeffrey comes in because he's got a nice treat. Try and yeah. uh, cheer Zippy up. Jeffrey, but I look funny. Of course you don't look funny, Zippy. And don't worry, your spots will soon be gone. Oh, hello there. Poor Zippy, he's got measles. But I think he's feeling a little bit better today, aren't you? I don't like having to stay in bed. Hello, <laughs> Zippy. Look, I've brought you your tea. Oh, thank you, but my throat's still a bit sore. I know that's why I brought your favourite jelly. Look, banana cream. That'll just slip down your throat and won't hurt a bit. Oh, thank Ooh. you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Don't you worry. Banana cream. is a nice cup of tea. I mean, it does look like a lovely thing he's been brought. I like uh, the cup that the tea's come in. And he's just got this glass bowl. Yeah. Small glass bowl of what looks like custard. Banana cream jelly. I don't remember banana Never cream jelly that, from my but childhood. I'll have some if it's being I'll try offered. it. But, I yeah. mean, it's custard, isn't it? Surely it's custard. It, it looks like custard. But if, it, if I was feeling ill... And someone brought me a cup of tea and a bowl of custard. I'd be like, legend. Yeah. That's what you feel like. And as he said, it'll slip right down your throat and it won't hurt. Um, mm. But, I mean, Zip, Zippy, is he's, he's on edge because he's confined to bed. And that's the last thing Zippy wants. Zippy needs to be out and about yeah. living out loud. He needs to be free. And, and free behind that bench. Or he fucking sits the whole day in the, in the main room. It's not even the living room, is it? It's a... Mm. I don't know what you describe that room as, where they all hang out. It's like an activity room, isn't it? Mm, so, um, yeah. So he's got his banana cream uh, jelly. Um, what happens next? Oh, yeah, nothing. I just next. like it. Doesn't he say at the beginning? Sorry to go back, but doesn't he say like, "Don't look at me"? Something like that. You shan't look at me. I think he says. Yeah, he's like, don't. He, he's just in such a state. 
Hello. It's Hello, everyone. <laughs> you mustn't look at me. You mustn't look at me. I've got measles. If I let you see, you won't laugh, will you? Promise? So fucking insecure and vulnerable. Yeah. Like, he's like... And that is the thing with a man like Zippy, if we can call him a man. I don't suppose we can. But, like, it's only one extreme or the other. He's either like, mm. I am Billy Big Bollocks, I, mm. Zippy, am the best person to have ever fucking lived or walked the earth. Yeah. Or it, a tiny little incident happens and it knocks him totally off. And something's like, literally, don't even look at me. Yeah. Because I know yeah. your love. I know I'm a laughing stock. I know everyone hates me. Yeah. Oh, there's so many contradictions, but he's just a he's a fucking psychological mess mind, mind you to be fair to him these measles are fucking bad I mean they're massive these I are these them. are red these are big red yeah. polka dots all over yeah. his boat race I laughed at them I'm not sure yeah they were that. funny even after he even after he said don't laugh at them I thought well that made me more likely to laugh when I was watching it with Len we were already laughing before <laughs> we actually got a proper look because he'd said don't yeah. laugh so then we have a scene back in the uh in the common room or whatever it is, the activity room. And um, there's some incredible gaslighting going on here from Bungle because um, and like low-level bullying, really, because poor George, who, of course, is a nervous wreck, George has painted a get-well-soon card of Zippy uh, yeah. with green paint on on yellow yellow card, and it's, it's a, a childlike painting. It's recognisable it's, as Zippy because, obviously... Actually, it's quite scary. Mm. But then uh, Bungle strides in and he says, I know what will make this better, some measles or some spots. And he gets the red paint and he starts dabbing red spots all over the front of the card. You Everywhere. know what that is? That's zippy behaviour. Yeah. And that's the thing about Bungle. He's a bit of a low-key bully because he does all this, oh, zippy, why do you have to be like this? Why do you have mm. to be so belligerent all the time? But then secretly he's fucking doing the same shit, but like more kind of sneakily. Snide. And he's just, um, now that Zippy's out of action, he's just effortlessly slipped into that um, position in the uh, the group dynamic. So he's mm. he's just took George's, you know, carefully crafted card and blobbed loads of red spots all over it, which George doesn't like. Uh, George is unhappy. And then uh, Bungle then moves out of the way, but knocks over <clears throat> the little plastic cup that's got the water in that you clean your brushes in. Which, of course, is an important part of painting, as I think we'll both agree. Um, So he's knocked that over, Bungle. Bungle then walks off to the side of the room. Jeffrey comes in and scolds George for having made a mess and knocked over the water. George, being the fucking soft ass that he is, he just takes it. He doesn't say anything like it was Bungle. Let's just hear what Jeffrey says. Oh, oh, there it goes. Bungle is standing two feet away and he doesn't see a fucking thing. Bungle yeah. knows that he knocked that water over. He doesn't see a fucking thing. He lets George take the shit for it. Yeah. But then, once Jeffrey's out of the way, listen to this. I'm sorry, George, it was my fault, really, but don't worry, I'll tell Jeffrey. 
cunt. Well, you had the fucking chance to tell him then, you yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. That is gaslighting. And George is such a fucking easy target. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's an easy fucking target. He knows he's going to shit himself. And the whole time, when Jeffrey's giving him a fucking dressing down, he's you can bet Bungle is staring at George. His eyeballs are fucking bearing him to go, mate... If yeah. you fucking even think about grassing me now, yeah. right? Yeah. I will I never forget that behind this benign old like cuddly older brother persona that I have, mm-hmm. I am a fucking wild bear, right? And I have claws. I have fucking <laughs> giant fucking I've got fangs and claws. I'm a natural born <laughs> killer. And I will fucking tear your stupid muggy pink face off, right? In a in a millisecond. Bang! It's off, and I'm eating the fucking flesh that lies beneath behind it. I'll scoop out your eyeballs and eat them raw. It's, it's <laughs> the actually It's the law of the rainbow <laughs> house. Hippos, hippos are the biggest killer of humans in the wild. <laughs> actually, we'll see about that fact. cunt. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, maybe normal hippos, not fucking weird nervous wreck hippos like you. <laughs> And yeah. most bears aren't like me, are they? Because they can't walk fucking upright. <laughs> so I'm a double threat. It's the fucking law of the rainbow house. Rule one, snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Oh, yeah, and then, uh, then, um, George starts to have, like, a minor episode... A little breakdown because he's yeah. lost his silky. He has a couple of which these he likes, a fucking episode. He likes to hold against his face oh, in times oh. of trauma, which is fine. That's all right. You know, people need things it's like that. It's all right that. to people, have a comfort blanket, yeah. Yeah. People need security in times of trauma, and that's what's going on here because George is just all over the place, And uh, but he's lost Did his you silky. you have a comfort blanket or anything like that? Uh, nah, just me teddy bear that I used to go to bed with. When I was a little boy. What was his name? Teddy. Teddy. It's not very original, is it? Mm, yeah. So your uh, creativity Ted, obviously Ted bloomed a little bit later in life. Yeah, Ted for short, but um, I had him I had, until I was about I, eight, I think. I had, what I was really into was my bot-bot, right? Your bot-bot? And my bot, my bottle. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, but I, I had it like way beyond an age at which was acceptable to have yeah. a bottle. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, I've just stopped having milk in it and I started having Ribena in it at bedtime. I mean, obviously, yeah. different times. No one knew then that it was, like, fucking rot your teeth off. Rot your teeth. Right? But your teeth survived. Your, your teeth Yeah, they're good. not bad. I mean, you know, you'll know I have quite severe gum issues, but I think that's not <laughs> related. Because your bot <laughs> So my mum would give me a bot-bot of Ribena at bedtime, but apparently mm. what I'd do is I'd fucking down it all obviously a dipsomaniac from an early age. i fucking down it all in one, right? And then as soon as I finished it, I would just fucking lob the empty bottle across the room and fall straight asleep. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't just put it down, right? Or let it just fall on the bed next to me. I would fucking chuck it really uh, as far as I could and then just go straight to sleep. As yeah. a result, often my mum couldn't find the bot bot the next day. She's yeah. like, right, we've got to get your bot-bot ready for bedtime. Fucking hell, where is it? Where is it? Right. And I would go fucking eight. She still talks about this now because she said it was like traumatising for her. You better find go, it. Exactly. 
Find my pot pot or I shan't sleep. Right, it was like one of those situations. And I actually remember one night where she was like in a fucking blind panic that she couldn't find the bot bot. And it was like, fuck. So she had obviously tried to think creatively and thought, what other receptacle can I give him that might distract him from the fact that it's not the bot bot because it would be interesting in a different way? So she's obviously thought, I'm not going to give it to him in a mug or a fucking glass because that's just boring. It'll be obvious that he just can't, that we haven't got the bot bot. You can't chuck a so glass she either. got a she got a jug, sort of like a gravy jug, right. and put the ripe in. <laughs> Here you go. Special treat tonight. Where's the fucking bot-bot? Well, the, the bot-bot, don't worry about the bot-bot. The bot-bot's fine, but tonight's a special night, so you get to have your Ribena out of a fucking gravy jug. Like a big and boy. I fucking want it out of a gravy jug. I want it. This is a cheap fucking trick, right? I say it's a fucking novelty. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Who wants Ribena from a fucking great? I'll fucking tip it all down my chin and on my T-shirt, on my gym jams. Where's, where's the teat? It hasn't got a teat. I this is ridiculous. This is impractical. It's completely impractical and it's fucking insulting. I know you've lost the bot bot. Fucking look again. <laughs> but it's funny, like, the stuff that... Like we had, my my wife was saying today that when my nephew came round and um, he's got this like puppy, I can't remember its name, that he, this is when he was a bit younger and he had this like puppy dog toy that he was like, you know, couldn't couldn't go anywhere without it. Mm. But he did, he fucking left it here mm. and they only realised once they got home and they were in a fucking mad panic and it was late and and we ended up sending it in a fucking Uber right Jesus yeah so my brother-in-law was like get a fucking Uber so the Uber comes and he said he'd pay for it but in a panic because it panic broke out because my nephew Jake was like he wasn't going to have his pup pup and he would yeah he was gonna I don't know you you get scared of children at that age you don't know what they're capable of you think they're going to fucking tear the house it's, to it's, pieces it, it, it's huge it's huge it's the most important thing in their lives if they've got yeah, something like, like that, they, they, and they you see in their on. eyes that they're at, at that stage they're capable of anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, it's like having a wild bear in the house. If you have a kid that's been separated from their comfort toy, they're like, I'm going to yeah. fucking destroy this house and everything in it. And so we go right. So in her panic, she fucking put the wrong address in. Right? There was, I think there was two roads, both with the same name, quite near to each other, like you know, within a mile or two of each other, which is stupid, but whatever. And she accidentally selected the wrong one. Uh-oh. with a different postcode so suddenly some cunts out oh fucking Uber drivers knocked on their door and just fucking presented them with this cuddly puppy <laughs> here you go imagine that you're just some stranger some fucking geezer stood on your doorstep Abdul yeah. here you go or someone order Fuck a fucking yeah. cuddly puppy you'd be like mate get off my fucking doorstep yeah. so in the end we had to get the pay again it all got companies get another puppet get another Uber to pick it up from there and take it to the house do you know how much it ended up costing? Mm. 50 quid. Small price to pay, mate. Small price pounds. to pay for that peace of mind. Been, mm. I've been through it. We, um, My daughter had a thing called Humphrey, which was like mm. a little elephant from a thing mm. a, a thing called Humphrey's Corner. And it was a, a, the little elephant was stitched into the corner of the comfort blanket. And the comfort blanket on the opposite corner also had like a little a rubber teething thing as well. So you could mm. chew on it and you yeah, could cuddle nice. it. And she had that. And that was, she was, you know, never separated from it and then we lost it in Edinburgh Zoo once 
Ugh. and we had to try and get, get it tracked down and they did find it in the lost and found and they sent it down to us but in the meantime we had to source another one but she knew the replacement wasn't the same one yeah they know they, they know Fucking from the smell hell. of course yeah they're not daft and in the end I ended up buying two backups in case I'm we lost daft, you know. again. I know this isn't fucking Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. This is Bumfrey or something. Get rid of it. This is some other cunt. A cheap imitation. <laughs> but we had, we had to buy backups and I think they'd, they'd stop selling them so I ended up fucking sourcing them in a, a toy shop in Blackpool or something on the internet and I had to buy two backups just in case it ever happened again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's fucking... Yeah. It's the worst thing. And when you get them, you need to like put them through the washer a few times, roll them around in some dirt, gob on them, get someone to puke on them, just to sort of make them feel more authentic. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. It's like when you put your dog in for uh, in the kennels and you've got to like, um, provide a T-shirt that's got your smell on it so it'll settle. That's Is that what you thing. had to do with Oscar? That's what did I do, yeah. He's just been staying... Well, he wasn't in what kennels. T- he, was in, he was in a boarding what house. Did you, what T-shirt did you give him? I can't remember. It's just whichever one I'd had on that day. Ah. Which I've been, been running on the running machine where it's also, very it nice. sweaty. It was really rich with your odour. Yeah, oh, rich with my musk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, believe me, if Oscar becomes unsettled, my musk <laughs> is always guaranteed to, to ease his nerves. <laughs> Breathe it in, Oscar, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Breathe it so, uh, yeah, he stayed in a, a dog boarding house with a few other dogs. And uh, the T-shirt with my musk on it. Did he but make he any new time, mates? Apparently. Do you think? He what? Did he make friends? Did he make friends? Was he sociable? He did. He did. Apparently, yeah. He, he made friends with a, a much larger, larger lady dog called Hope. Oh, who was his best friend? He was kind of following Hope around a lot. Oh, that's saw nice. Her as, as his uh, his superior. Are you going to try and so, help them stay in touch? Or nah, I don't think so. Nah, Ready luck. Be, but... If this was a rom com, Hope's. Um, Hope's owner would be a rich widow who lived locally. Oh, imagine that, yeah. I'm going to bump into them in the park one day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's how that's how they meet in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. At the beginning of 101 Dalmatians, it's like the two dogs start, you know, flirting, which mm. means in dog world, sniffing each other's arseholes. Arses, yeah. That's how they flirt. And the next thing you know, the owners get talking. <clears throat> they do. That could happen. Anyway, let's get let's get back mm. to this 
because we're only three minutes into the freaking episode. Um, so Bungle, who by this point has got fucking George's head spinning, one minute he's knocking over the water pot and not taking the blame for it. The next minute he's digging out his own silky and lending it to George and saying, here, you there can you have go. my silky. <laughs> he's got a silky t- lot of people... Me being a bear that walks upright and speaks, a lot of people are surprised to know I have a silky because they think, mate, what do you need a silky for? You're the fucking cock of the walk, right? You've got no worries in the world. I can't believe you've got any nerves at all. You must wake up every day and think I've got it made here. But just goes to show, if even I, a massive fucking bear who can talk and walk on hind legs, needs a silky, then in a way, it should normalise it for everyone. Because no matter how we look on the outside, all of us are hurting inside. Everyone, this, even a mad this, bear, needs a silky. Once it's night time and that light's out, we're all a little bit afraid, let's admit it. And there's no We all, re- we all left to silky. wrestle with our own thoughts and feelings in the darkness. So, uh, they even then take mate, the... Bungle. <laughs> Bungle. By the way, Bungle's a hilarious name. What should we call this bear? Bungle. <laughs> <laughs> so they redo the uh, the get well card without all the spots on it, and they take it in. So let's see, let's hear a little bit of that. Does he visit Zippy in bed? Zippy, Oh, Christ. You really show you're not very well, GP. Thank you. Very kind of you. <laughs> you. You haven't got spots. <sighs> Invisible cut. Anything you want us to do, Zippy? Uh, y- y- yes. Um, uh, we... No, thank you very much. I'm all right, thank you. Sure, the spots will get without your help. Thank you. Ooh. Mm. Y- 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 yes. Yes. Well, perhaps we better go. <laughs> Let's fuck off. <laughs> but this, this to me is such a, a massive scene. Massive. It's like when it's like that 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 cliche of men getting man flu, and it's like yeah. it's the worst thing possible but, in the world. And but just it's his emotional reaction that fascinates me, because there he is. He's feeling sorry for himself, as usually he wants love and attention. He wants people to acknowledge mm. the way he's feeling. So these two turn up, and as always, they're really sympathetic towards him, and they're really trying. But he is really, like, immediately hostile with them, right? Yeah. And they're like, where does that come from? You're feeling sorry for yourself, and people are coming to show you the sympathy that you crave, and they're yeah, acknowledging he how you feel. he can't feel. process it. He's got those emotional walls up all the time, but isn't he? he's actually being hostile, actively yeah. hostile. Thank the only you. Way I mean, I think it's respond. great acting. Thank you very yeah. much. Very kind of you. Like, really yeah. remind me of my grandma. She used to do that. Like, she'd she'd really let you know how she was feeling by saying things, nice things, but in a mechanical way. Like, yeah. she had the ump. It would be like this. Hello, it's so lovely to see you. That's mm-hmm. her way of saying it's mm-hmm. awful to see you. Yeah. You're a cunt, right? Yeah, and that's and, uh, it, it, it reminds me of one of my brothers, not, not Cass, uh, Dom, my aunt told me a story about him once. He's quite a troubled character. I mean, you know, aren't we all? And she told me a story that I've always remembered about him when when my brothers were kids, because they were all much older than me. Like, there was a long period where it was just those three before I came along and fucking ruined yeah. it all for them. Aye, aye. Right? 
<laughs> oh, can't my song this. Three fucking brothers, one West Ham, one QBR, one Spurs. Fuck me, what's gone wrong here? <laughs> you right, soppy bastards. Fastest me bot bot while I have a think about it all. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck it. Now, who's this little cunt? That basically was what it was like. But my aunt told me that they were all round at my grandma's and uh, my dad turned up in a new car, right? And everyone was like, oi, look, Barry. <laughs> Barry's got a new car. <laughs> Brilliant, right? <laughs> oh, and my brother's like, oh, brilliant. Oh, can we go for a ride in it? And then he's like, yeah, come on, kids, we'll go for a ride. And so two of my brothers went off and got in the car with mm. my dad. But my brother Dom gave it the old zippy. He went, I don't want to go in the car. Like, what are you talking mm. about? Be brilliant. New car. Go for a drive around. No, I don't want to. Why not? Don't feel like it. Don't be silly. Get in the car. No, I'm not getting in. So in the end, they called his brother and said, all right. So my dad got in the car with my other two brothers. And as they went to drive away, my aunt stood... They were all around at my nan's. My aunt and my nan stood at the window, right, with my brother. I suppose he was, I don't know, eight or something. And as the car drove away, she said he hit himself really hard in the head with his fist. Bang! Fucking hell. Whoa, what'd you do that for? And he goes... I hate me. And then he oh, wandered off. Oh, Jesus. It's an interesting story, isn't it? Isn't it? And that, this whole zippy thing reminds me of that. That's yeah. a cutting off your nose to spite your face sort of thing. It is. Can you imagine Zippy doing that with his one hand? Yeah. Hitting himself and says, I, I hate me. I can. I think that, you know, that's what he'd be like. They leave because he drives them away, even though they've come to, yeah. to be nice yeah. to him. And he's really offish with them. But I bet you he doesn't even know why. If you asked him, he wouldn't know why. Mm. And so they why. fuck off yeah. and he's yeah. left feeling lonely and despondent. And then what the yeah. fuck did I do that for? And so the cycle of self-hatred and shame just exactly. continues. Exactly. It's like self-perpetuating, isn't it? Yeah, He creates that by, by behaving that way. And it can never truly be loved. He'll never allow himself to be loved. No. Will he? Yeah, because he thinks he's not worthy of love. Yeah. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was something, when he was young, I don't know, his, his zippy parents must yeah. have abandoned him. And he's like, he feels rejected, well, and so he never yeah. feels he's worthy of love. You had that theory that he's an orphan, so maybe that's what it is. It all goes yeah. back to that. Um there's there's a scene next where um, Jeffrey comes in and bangs his knee on a cupboard door that's been left open. Uh, of course, the the cupboards have all got the, the detailing drawn on in marker pen, which is one of the nice uh, points of the uh, the rainbow activity room. And he, he bangs his knee quite severely. He's he's hurt, and he sits down. And Bungle uh, takes the blame for leaving the door open, and then Bungle says, "I'll come over and, and rub it better for you." Mm. Now this is where Bungle's innate strength and power seems to come to the fore because he rubs Jeffrey's knee for him so hard that it hurts even more. And Jeffrey says, "Oh no, that's t- too hard." Um, we'll just probably hear that actually. Yeah. Oh, I did, Jeffrey. Oh, I'm very, very sorry. But let me rub it better for you. Oh, oh gently, Bungle, oh, gently. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Bungle. I didn't mean to shout. I was only trying to help. I know you were. I know. The whole family dynamic's falling apart, isn't it? Yeah. Because everything's gone to shit. Zippy's in bed. Bungle's trying to step up uh, the chain. Um, But then 
George saves the day and as Jeffrey is sitting down recovering from his injury, uh, George says, look at me. And then he goes, he rubs his, his flat, he flaps his lips with his hands and he goes, and it makes Jeffrey laugh. It makes Jeffrey laugh and Jeffrey's distracted from his pain temporarily. And that is the turning point of this episode. That's when it all starts to uh, change, and they realise how they can help Zippy. Is but this the beginning of Act Act Two or Act yeah, Three? Well, yeah. we have a short break when they read a story, which we're not going to go into. Fuck that! Nah, they're the shit reads bits. a story from the story book, um, and then there's more intermission, if you like, because Jeffrey then hauls the TV set into Zippy's bedroom and says, "Here's a nice thing for you. Uh, here's the TV." Zippy cheers up instantly and he puts it on and it's Roger and Freddie on the telly. Ah, which is weird because they come yeah. into the house usually. Don't usually they? they come to look after them in but the day or keep an on eye on them at least. Well. What was this CCTV they've got going on? What, what Maybe they're like, listen, we can't make it next week. We're on holiday. So what we've done is a bit like what me and you do when we go away. We pre-record yeah. loads of content. They go, we're going away. So we pre- we've managed it. We got hold of one of these home cameras. A mate of ours mm. owns one. Obviously we don't but we know someone who's got one. And mm. um, we've filmed some content that you can show to the animals that you live with while we're away. While we're away in Ibiza. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, th- this episode is a, a pre-recorded holiday content episode, isn't it? There you go. We're doing a Rod, um, Jane and Freddy. So if anything we're referencing this has, ha- has happened or... I think one know, of one, Rod, Jane anyone, and Freddie died recently, funnily enough. Yeah, they did. Was, I think it was Jane, wasn't it? But do you, uh, do you think there was... So there was Jane, and then there was, like, the one with the beard, who's very recognisable, right? Yeah. He actually pops up in that five minutes of Rod. Zippy being an arsehole. Is that Rod? I think yeah. there was two different Freddies, mate. I think there was two different people who played Freddie. Yeah, there, 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 there wasn't a Freddy. There was a, another fella um, before Freddy came along. There was a couple of others. Yeah, I think one of them went went on to uh, went on to be in El Dorado. Really, the, the, the original one was Matthew Corbett, who was Sooty's Sooty's operator. Yeah. yeah, because that was before uh, Matthew Corbett inherited Sooty from his dad. Um. I was going to say Ronnie Corbett there because he wasn't called Ronnie Corbett, was he? Um, yeah, the old man used to be on with Sutley when I was a little kid and then he died and uh, Matthew Corbett took over. But anyway, yeah. I told you Walker. that I know someone, or it's a story from a friend of a friend who said that they knew someone who toured with um, the original. Is he Matthew Corbett Senior? Is that what it was, the old man? Anyway, he uh, in on the live show every night the sort of grand finale. Harry Harry Corbett. Harry Corbett. Man. The grand yeah. finale would be that the um, sooty uh, or sweep. I think it was sweep. Did some sort of fucking magic that created like a spark, some fire, right? Yeah. And that was like a grand crescendo. But most nights, what would happen is sweep would would catch fire a bit right at the end of the show. So he'd have mm-hmm. to quickly put it out. And then he'd go backstage, and because he played a show every night, he had to have a replacement sweep. Like most nights, he had to have to carry loads of replacements with him because what it would always get burnt and damaged at the end of right. each show. 
But <laughs> apparently, this this guy, this friend of a friend who toured, said that what he used to do every night, he'd come off stage. It was very much like Krusty the Clown. You know the way Krusty the Clown goes from being "Hey, hey kids," and then as soon as it's over, he just lights a fag. <laughs> apparently, Slinks at the apparently Harry, <laughs> Harry Corbett would walk into the fucking um, dressing room, right? Open this suitcase, which had loads of sooty sweeps and soothing, because he'd just have a whole fucking suitcase full of the cunts. And as he tugged on his first fag, his after show fag, he would throw the charred remains of sweep into the <laughs> suitcase and always utter the line, That's another fucker fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's another fucker fucked was pretty much his unofficial catchphrase when he went on tour with him. <laughs> fucking great I've actually got a book called The Secret Life of Sooty which was written by a, a writer you might have heard of called Jeff Tibbles uh, I think I've heard that name yeah yeah he, he's, I think he's written lots of television stuff but um, I haven't got round uh, to reading it yet but it's uh, 40 years of Sooty well, I, I met him once when I was doing talk radio they came in mm. to pre-record an interview and uh, obviously that was really exciting I remember like enjoying meeting them. I can't remember the interview, but there's a, they've got a new um, like uh, what would you call it operator now, right? Not Matthew yeah. Corbett. I don't know if he's in part of the family. I think he's some guy who bought the rights to it, right? Yeah. But my mum, my mum is a is I would say a Zippy super fan, right? She fucking mm. loves Zippy. I mean, to be honest, there are strong similarities between Zippy and my mum. Only the nice mm. bits, right? But she also loves Sooty and Sweep. She thinks they're hilarious, mm. especially Sweep. I mean, she's right. She's right. They yeah, because Sweep's yeah. the mad cunt, isn't he? So she particularly Sweep's likes amazing. Him. Deep dive into Sweep imminent, I think. <laughs> it was just before my mum's birthday. I fucking got them to do a fucking birthday message for um, my mum, which I filmed on my phone and sent to her by wow. means of a birthday card. One of the best things I ever got. She said it was one of the best things that she'd ever received. I mean, obviously they can't talk, but he does all the I mean, talking for them. Who did the talking? Them. Was, was, well, he was does, there, yeah, they're, they're the bloke. He goes, "What's that?" And then whispers in here. You want to say yeah. happy birthday to Brenda? Oh, happy birthday, Brenda! And what's the other thing you want to say? Oh, I hope the diet's going well and you're staying off the sweets, cakes, and biscuits. Because that's one of my mum's catchphrases. <laughs> is it's very simple. I decided I'm going to lose a stone, and all these fancy diets are a load of bollocks. All you have to do is stay off the sweets, cakes, and biscuits. <laughs> That's like a mantra that she's been saying for years. So I got yeah. them to do a little routine around that, and uh, it was brilliant. I felt wonderful. Nice one. I'm looking at there's a, there's a thing on Twitter about the book. My copy's boxed away somewhere um, from your house move. But the foreword in the book about Sooty is written by George Harrison. Wow. And it, it, it begins Sooty symbolises the speed at which I wish the world was still turning. Uh, Harry Corbett created him in a time when life was less complicated, less competitive, and certainly in media terms, much less violent. And there's a few other paragraphs, and it just ends. Sooty is proof that sanity is still with us. Good luck for the future. George Harrison. <laughs> George Harrison. What a guy. What an absolute fucking geezer. Uh, yeah. yeah, he knew about the pace of life. I mean, George Harrison, let me tell you, right? George Harrison... Uh, you, you've seen that Scorsese film, right? Living in the yeah. material world. Fucking yeah. hell. Harrison almost invented Just Rest. Yeah. What yeah. I liked was 
Harrison's pretty much his only thought for throughout adulthood, from the moment he woke up every day and throughout every day, even when he was knocking out fucking brilliant songs and all the rest of it, was, I am going to die. That's all he thought about. Sounds grim, but it wasn't, because he was thinking, if I can just fucking constantly think about the fact that I am basically decaying and on an inevitable journey to death, then that will inform my decisions about how I live my life. Yeah. In a better way. And each day for itself. And so, you know, he's like, he's got, imagine the amount of phone calls he's got coming in every day and he's decided just dress. So most of them, he's just like, fuck that, fuck this, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he could afford to. You you know what I mean? He had that luxury of being able to afford to do that. He did, but you're not as rich as George Harrison, right? No. But you're quite good at, people bother you. Right, and you're quite good at being selective about what botherings botherings you respond to, aren't you? About human interaction, yeah. You are, yeah. But, yeah. but people will offer you things that sometimes are financial financially rewarding, and you've got a good knack, I think, of being like, "Nah, fuck that." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's yeah. really admirable. George Harrison was like that, right? And George Harrison. When he so he's turning down a million things a day because obviously everyone wants a piece of George Harrison until mm. someone rings up and says I'm writing a book about fucking Sooty and Sweet will you do the forward and without hesitation George Harrison goes fucking hard yes yep. <laughs> we, I'm afraid the uh, it's 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 a very small publication the fee isn't large don't need a fee I'll just do it for shits and giggles <laughs> I'll pay you yeah <laughs> I'll give you some money to help your marketing campaign yeah. <laughs> yeah so you're what you're saying is that i'm the george harrison of podcasting, of podcasting. you are in a way yeah you're like sort oh, of like spiritual that. thanks you're more spiritually tuned in than a lot of the yeah. other top podcasters who are just about you know they're megalomaniacs mm. you know i mean that that's that's a great place to end this episode i think because it's spiraling out of control you like catch fucking dawson at, at latitude <clears throat> Yeah. And doing his podcast on stage. Doing a live podcast for <laughs> half an hour, then fucking off home. Nah, that said, sounds... though, Latitude, if you're paying substantial fees, and we really do mean substantial, then we're open to any offer. Mm. Well, yeah, as long as it's substantial. Mm. Um, so, we'll, I mean, we're, we're eight minutes, nine minutes into this episode. Uh, Zippy gets the measles. We've also got the one to cover where a... He hooks up with Ernie Wise, so I think we've got at least two more episodes of this history box to come. But Plenty. that's fine. That's all right. We're not in any rush, are we? As we always say, what's the hurry? We've and, got yeah. years. and also, never <clears throat> rush Sippy. Never rush Sippy. No, no. So there we go. We'll be back with more next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. All the best. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.